0: and objective and that we're empathetic and I don't doubt that and I don't doubt that we all have the capacity to be but it is impossible to not have biases colored by your own upbringing your own experiences your own privilege your own life beliefs things that have been imposed on you where you grew up all of those things make us who we are, okay? Our own traumas make us who, are, who we are. How things have happened to us in the past, how we've responded to things in the past, all of those things add up to how we respond and look at the world today. And we have a lens that we just have to admit and acknowledge is colored by all of those things and it's okay to have the biases we have it's inherent it's it is a survival mechanism implicit bias is a survival mechanism to help keep us safe but what we need to do is acknowledge that lens and understand which what pieces of our backgrounds and our experiences are coloring how we're showing up especially for other people so When we step out into social work or any type of like mentorship or social cause, or we're going to step into being a volunteer for an organization, running an organization, we are stepping into a whole bunch of people that have different experiences, right? People from all different walks of life, people that do things differently and have different motivations for the things they do. And with that, we are going to run up against their responses and reaction and biases, okay? And a lot of times that can create a rift if they are not aligned with ours. And the key is staying open-minded, staying objective and seeing it, seeing what you're bringing to the table, your dynamics, your backgrounds, your experiences, and understanding that their experiences and their beliefs and their background is just as prevalent in there For them as yours is for you and this is such an important important skill that you can build this is something that you can build being open-minded being objective like you can spend time being the person that is constantly aware of people's backgrounds people's experiences people's lenses in Most importantly, your own lens and what you bring to interaction. And the more you can stay objective and open-minded, the more you can actually be of service to the other person instead of, of service to yourself. Because when you're in reaction or when you're working from your lens, which you always are, but when you're working from your lens without being aware of it, you're actually serving yourself. Your body, your mind, your brain is going to do things and respond in ways that knows how to protect itself. But that might not be in the best interest of the kid we're trying to serve or the people we're trying to serve or the mission we're trying to serve, okay? So whether you are a program director or you are um, an executive director or you're somebody volunteering or you're spending time with a kid or you're serving parents, like it doesn't matter who you are, if you can strengthen your open-mindedness, your objectivity muscle, so that you can become more aware in these situations, but also not beat yourself up, then you will be able to be of more service to those you are serving. So I think we have a duty to build this self-awareness, to build our objectivity and build our open-mindedness. And today I want to talk to you about how to do that. So I'm going to roll that intro and then we can dive right in. I'm Rebecca Britt, and this is the Stable Moments Podcast. I started this podcast to understand from all perspectives, how we can help end the foster care crisis. The overwhelming response was we need to support our local community. Unwanted, abandoned, orphaned children are the community's responsibility. We must support, guide, love, invest, raise up generations that will nurture love and support their own children to end this crisis. So the purpose of this podcast is to build an army of people that are interested and willing to take responsibility of our foster youth and who are supportive of foster and adoptive families. This is the on-ramp for people who want to get involved, but might not know where to start. I want this to be a place where community members feel like they can make a difference, where they feel good enough to make that difference and believe that they can be a big deal in the life of a child. Thanks for being part of our community and make sure to join the conversation in the Stable Moments podcast Facebook group. Together we can end the foster care crisis. Welcome to episode 70 of the Stable Moments podcast. I'm Rebecca Brett, your host. And today we are talking about building our objectivity and building our open-mindedness muscle. Now it is so normal. Let's say you start serving kid let's say you become a mentor in the program let's say you're a program director and you have volunteers under you and now you're starting to work with not only kids but you're working with the biological parents you're working with um foster parents like there's a whole bunch of players in this role okay and i have had mentors come to me before and say like oh my gosh the parent is so overbearing and the parent is x y and z and i've also had program directors come to me and say oh my gosh this volunteer this mentor is this or this parent is this um we've had parents say oh my gosh this volunteer is this right okay so everybody it's it's easy when everybody's coming together with their own agendas to be triggered by how other people show up because of our own expectations and our own biases and often when things don't go the way that we expected them to go we feel a little bit of that rub right so we show up as a new mentor and we're ready to like hang out with a kid we expect it to be good we expect parents to appreciate us like all of these things right Like. And if it doesn't go that way, if the kid doesn't want to hang out with us, if the parent comes in and they're super overbearing or they expect more from you or whatever it is, if a volunteer comes and you're a program director and and you're just, you're baffled by the fact that they don't take this seriously because they're showing up late or whatever, then you start feeling like defensive and you want to judge, right? We want to judge. And it is okay. We, are, we all judge, okay, and we were all raised differently um, and we're all coming together and we understand that we're colliding worlds, right? Literally, like this was a kid that was in a situation that caused them to be removed from their family. So they have all their cultures and norms that came from that initial placement. And then they might have been through several different placements where they have learned different cultures and different norms, different family values. And this... Foster parent or adoptive parent may have had Kid after kid after kid and come into their home and they are the way they are because of their experiences They may have had service provider after service provider after service provider Fail them, okay And maybe they are the way they are because they're trying to protect themselves about what they think that you're gonna do, okay? and here you are saying wow, if that foster parent or that adoptive parent would just realize that this kid has trauma and if they were just, they chilled out and they actually, you know, stopped being punitive and they understood to be playful and empathetic and accepting and curious, then maybe their kid would have a chance. Okay. So we have all of these like, oh, if everyone would just, okay. But when we get to the point of if they would just, we have already made judgments and we are not being objective. We have already laid our story for what we think is going on because being right, again, is a safety mechanism. So we wanna be right. So okay, we've seen this situation, we've summed up what's happening, we know what could fix it, and if everybody else just did that, then the world would be great. Well, wouldn't it be nice if that was how easy as it is? But it isn't, it's not that easy, right? So, What it means is it could be a lot of things and you are only there to show up for whatever your mission, that kid, maybe you're there to show up for that parent. Okay. So if that's what you're there to show up for, then you need to be able to be aware of when you're putting over your lens, when you're adding fluff to a story, especially negative fluff to a story, um, and you need to be able to see what's fact and then. Instead of react, you need to be able to respond, okay? So the first way in which we do this is you have to take yourself out of it. And I think of this as like watching a movie. So maybe something's going on. This parent comes in and they're doing their thing that they're running some pattern or some dynamic that you're like, this does not work for the kid. And I feel so bad for the kid. Maybe the program director is doing something like that. Maybe volunteer, maybe something's going on and you are like, yep, they are just doing their thing. I feel so bad for the kid. And, and I came to give my hour and we're just going to keep running this, but I feel good in my judgment. Okay. But if you take yourself out of it, all it is, is a foster or adoptive parent coming, trying to get services for their kid. Their kid has been in multiple homes. They're not with their home of origin. They're not with their biological parents. They're not somewhere necessarily that they want to be. Okay. So you've signed up to give an hour to a whole bunch of people that probably wish that they didn't need these services and didn't wish that they needed to be where they are and they're all trying their best. Okay. So if you take yourself out of it and you just watch it as a movie, wow, look at all of these people doing their best, doing their best with what they know to do. Okay. Yes. Are they running patterns that may not serve them because they're coping mechanisms? Yes. Do we judge them for those? No, because we're doing it too by judging them and doing all the things that we do that we wish we could change. Okay. So, The more that you can go like, okay, cool. The same way that you would look at a kid that is, let's say they're cutting themselves or let's say they are, uh, they, you know, have a defiant attitude and they stomp off. If we are able to lend empathy to them and be like, oh my gosh, they've been through so much. Why can't we lend that empathy to the parent? Okay, so let's just look at what it is and what it is, what we know that it is, is it's not some miserable kid and some adult that could parent better and the world would be better if they showed up more. This is somebody that has showed up. Okay. They've showed up more than you or I probably because they're actually taking a kid into their home. So what can we do to be of service? And the first thing, first thing we can do to be of service is to be genuine, authentic and want to help. Okay. Before we put on a fake smile and we bake them a pie and say, so glad you're a foster parent or whatever, we can be like, phew, this is tough. I've got this hour for you. Okay, I get it. I know you were late and maybe they come. A lot of times we get parents that are reporting negative behavior of the kid and it doesn't set the session up for a good session because then the kid just thinks that, oh, Stable Moments is a place where my parents report that I'm a bad kid and then we get to work on that. So what I've done with those parents is as the program director, I'll take the parent off to the side and listen. Oh my gosh, this sounds like it's been a horrible week. Tell me more about it. What's been going on? So the mentor can go off and go with the kid and we don't do this whole time of like downloading all the negative things. And then hopefully while we work with that parent, we're just genuinely there for them and just genuinely listening. They can let go of some of that and be feel seen and feel heard and they can realize right we're here for a reason that's exactly why we're in we're doing equine assisted learning is because we have some challenges that we're trying to address right so that's why we're here so first just taking yourself out of it understanding their experience and understanding that this is why we're here this is the whole point okay another thing you can do is determine what's fact or fiction so If you are like a program director and you're like, oh, this volunteer just doesn't care, or this mom would rather be out X, Y, and Z, and she, she doesn't have time for this kid or whatever, just stop yourself and think about the facts. What do you know? Okay, if it's a volunteer that is showing up consistently late, what we do know is there's a volunteer showing up consistently late. What we don't know is their attitude about the program, that they don't care, that they're just doing this for their, whatever, their community service hours. We don't know those things. Those are things that we added on to help us feel better about the crappy feelings that we have about that person, probably. So what we do need to do is stop and think about the facts. Okay, what I do know is that I have a parent that comes and reports how bad their kid's been every week, okay? So I'm not making any judgments about that. I'm not saying that they hate their kid. I'm not saying that they don't want to be here. I'm not, I don't, I don't know any of that. What I do know is that I have a parent that comes and reports everything that's negative that's happened. So if that's an issue for me, or I don't think it's helpful for the kid, or I don't think it's helpful for the parent even, then I might think about how could I respond to that? Okay. And then you can respond to that in a way that isn't reactive, isn't judgy, and meets everybody's needs. So you're like, hey, before they even open their mouth, can you tell me, ask the kid if the parent can't even do it, can you tell me one thing you did really awesome this week? And even if the parent's like, yeah, well, tell her all the other stuff you did, that's where I might pull a parent aside and be like, it's not helpful to start the session like that, but I want to hear about all the crap you've been through this week. So can we talk... Can we make a point to report the one thing the kid did right this week in front of the kid? And then during the session, like, let me know, download whatever you need to do so that I can meet everybody's needs here. Okay. But that's based on the facts. It it could be easier for me to just assume that this woman is a jerk. And I go sit in my office and I'm like, well, I'm glad the kid's here for an hour a week because... I just feel so bad for her at home and let the mom sit in her car on her phone with venom and stewing and you should be a release. How can you help? How can you help? How can you help? Okay. And it's trying to not have the knee jerk reactions when your own biases come up. Okay. And your own closed mindedness comes up and you'll know it comes up because of your feelings. You'll be like, Oh, I don't like this woman. Oh, I don't like this volunteer. I want to, I want them gone. My life would be easier if they were gone. Well, guess what? Like, you're not gonna be able to do that. You can't just cut people out. And this whole thing is about healthy relationships. This whole thing that we're doing here. So if you can't model a healthy relationships with your volunteers, with your staff, with the parents that come, then how are we gonna teach kids that they should have healthy relationships? So we're gonna model and we're gonna go, you know I'm gonna try to understand your experience and I'm gonna be here and at this program, this is how things work, but how can we get everybody's needs met, okay? If you have the volunteer that's showing up late and you think that they just don't care, whatever, and you've already judged them, they already know that you judge them and they probably feel bad when they're showing up late every time and they don't think you're gonna believe them because your judgy energy just comes off anyway. Like people know what you think about them, okay? So what you can do though is understand what's fact or fiction. So what I know is that you're having a hard time showing up on time. What I also know is that the kids in this program deserve somebody to show up ahead of time. It, legit, it literally shows them that they matter if they are valuable enough for you to be here on time. How can I support you in being here on time? Because it's not going to work for this program. We can't do more trauma. So I can't have you showing up late. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, I get that. And then they have this conversation with you. And maybe you either help them troubleshoot it. Maybe you find that this isn't the right opportunity for them, which boy, I hope that you went through all this in the training. But you figure something out, okay? You don't sit in this judgmental space. Hey, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to get sucked into the drama. I am here to offer non-judgment, open-mindedness, objectivity. And then from that place, how can we get your needs met? I don't exist in this. Like my only role in this is to be as strong and stable as a fence post and not now let my emotions get wrapped up and hooked into all of these messy dynamics that other people are running. And I will give you this and trust me, like it happens to me. Don't worry if it happens to you. But when you get those feelings and you start getting spirally. I know this has happened to you before. You've woken up, you are in a good mood. Something happens. Somebody does something. Somebody makes a phone call, and now you're spiraling. And very often that can just be they are running their dynamics, their childhood trauma, their programming, what works for them. And we have said, okay, we'll do this dance with you. And now I'm mad at you, and did it. And they're maybe they're proving that they're not worth something, or maybe they're being manipulative, and you're leeching into it. It gets really messy. It only gets messy for you if you show up to be the 50% of that dynamic. People will run their childhood trauma. They will run their coping mechanisms. They will run what works for them, even if it doesn't serve them. They It's a survival mechanism that works for them. So whether it's being manipulative or um, you know having risky behaviors or spiraling out of control or getting judgmental or whatever the things are that has worked for them to make them feel better. If they can run that and it, and it leeches onto you and then you get spirally, then that's two people's coping mechanisms just doing a little dance, okay? But it, there's a way to s- softly and without words not allow those dynamics to work with you. Okay, so if you show up without your childhood trauma or at least aware of it. And so when something triggers you, you can go, Oh, I'm going to work with this later. How can I show up more objective? I am not, I'm bringing my own stuff to this. If she's letting me spiral, that means that we are dancing in a way that isn't serving us. Okay. If, if she's triggering me or getting me judgmental or there is something that I need to work on here. But all of these things should be able to go on and not hook into you. And if they do hook into you, it's something you need to work on. If they do hook into you and you have been doing this dance for the last, however long you've been on this earth or the last three months with this particular volunteer, the last three months with this particular staff member or board member or whatever, just know that you are 50% responsible for that relationship. You are 50% responsible for the crappy thing that you'd want to go away so if you're like she comes in here and she storms in and she's just rude about her kid if if a men if a program director tells me the same dynamic has happened for the last six weeks i am like w- where was your role in this like you're perpetuating this behavior or a volunteer okay you you have 50 you're 50 percent to blame for any weird dynamics that are happening okay so the only thing you control can control is your side of it, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to step away and like, I'm better than you and I've healed my stuff and I'm objective now. So like, go run your stuff somewhere else. No, all it is is like, oh my gosh, I have stuff. I just realized it. And like, I totally have stuff here. So I'm going to go try to work on that. And you have stuff and we all have stuff. Your stuff and my stuff are like ugh, toxic together. They're they're hooking in and it's probably because we have some similar childhood traumas or coping mechanisms that are wanting to validate each other. And this is why we get toxic relationships. Okay. This is why we get those weird relationships that are codependent because something about the childhood trauma, like we need right to feed off each other, to validate that I'm worthy of something and to whatever perpetuate those dynamics we have. So once you're realizing like, okay, I'm about to focus on me. I'm going to own my own stuff. And then the stuff that's not working for this other relationship that you're managing, try to take yourself out of it. Try to understand what are the facts? What do you know? Okay. This is a person that's just trying to show up. That's just trying to give, they have good intentions. They are doing the best with what they have, with what they know, with what they've been through, with what they've experienced. What they are doing, they think is right. Just like what you're doing, you think is right. Okay? And then C, try to understand what their needs are. What are they asking for? Are they asking to be seen? Are they asking to be heard? Are they asking to be validated? Are they asking to be genuinely loved? Are they asking for somebody to not judge them? Maybe they're so nervous that somebody's going to judge them that they just put all their crappy behavior and their crappiness out there. That's one thing I used to do as a little rough teen in early twenties. I would be loud and boisterous and I'd give you all of me, all the negative parts of me. And if you could hang with her, then I might let you in a little bit deeper. Okay. And for a lot of people that was like, oh, Rebecca is intimidating and loud and boisterous and rude and has a chip on her shoulder. And I did, but maybe all that is just to see is like, can you hang? And are you really going to love me? And we know that right it's from the kids that we serve, that they are trying to prove that you're going to say, you're not worthy. You're too, this you're too inappropriate. You're too loud. You're too overbearing. And then if you, if you have that energy towards a parent. Maybe they're just trying to prove you're going to be another social worker that doesn't show up. And then when you have the energy of like, gosh, you're not what these kids need. And gosh, you're this, you're that, then it proves to them that they're like, there's another social worker that sucks. Okay. And so everybody gets to live in their rightness, but it doesn't really solve anything, you know? So show up, show up for yourself privately go and deal with all the things that like trigger you and be like, Hmm, I do, I dig into that dynamic or this is how I'm showing up to this relationship. I wonder more about that. I wonder what I need and how can I give myself what I need so that I can show up more for people that are trying to get their needs met. And there is a way to meet needs without enabling those behaviors without giving them exactly what they're looking for. Meaning not saying like, oh, you're just a, not a good volunteer and we're gonna have to let you go. But maybe the need is saying like, you are valuable, you're a valuable contribution here and we really miss you when you're not here, how can we help you get here? And then they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm used to just getting fired and proving to myself that nobody thinks I'm valuable and maybe this is really a place I belong, okay? So take yourself out of it, determine what's fact, what's fiction and then based on the facts, if you need to take some time, take some time, but based on the facts, respond and don't react. I hope that was helpful in building your objectivity muscle, building your open-mindedness. Thank you so much for showing up for kids in foster care, kids who have been adopted, kids with early developmental trauma, foster parents, adoptive parents, volunteers, the people in your world. Thank you so much for doing your part in the foster care crisis.